there's great value in the King James Version. There's great value in, in the New American, New American Standard Bible. There's great value in all the different versions. I, I do prefer the King James. The New King James has my my root source. But uh, if you're ever curious, I, that's why I read from the NIV in service. So as we go forward here, Nikki, I, there it comes. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven. Notice that. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith. And their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I want you to think about that. Go into all the world. We call it the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whosoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whosoever whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, listen to this, these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them, with them, and confirmed His word by the signs that accompanied it. So we see the commissioning. We call it the Great Commission. The Lord comes in. I want you to notice that He was a bit displeased with these eleven in the beginning of this passage of Scripture. He was a bit displeased with them. In fact, we find there that he actually brought them rebuke. But his his displeasure only lasted for a short season because he knew this was the fulfillment of the plan of God. I want to preach to you this morning with the thought in mind, which came first? Which came first? The chicken or the egg? But the importance is the motive behind the missions. It's an age-old deliberation of which came first, the chicken or the egg. I shared on our drive time video that Sarah and I do on our my personal Facebook page this morning. I shared with you, I, I was doing some reading up on this and, and, and in the matter of creation. And, and, and I came across uh, one Bible scholar's uh, theology, if you would, his theory... That there is no way that the egg came first. Because if if the egg had came first in creation, then Adam would have had to sat on the egg in order to hatch it out. Go figure. So in his in 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 his uh in his theory, no doubt the chicken had to come first and then the egg came from the chicken. And that makes a little bit of a sense other than the part about Adam hatching the egg. 
it makes a little bit of sense. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? It's a, it's an age old question, an age old argument. But when we begin to think about the church and we begin to think about the mission of the church, I want you to know that the mission didn't just start with the great commission as we just read about in scripture. In fact, the mission began with God. Sometimes we lose uh, sight or we uh, we fail to uh, realize or recognize the that in the sense that God is eternal, that God has always been. We we think of eternity as being in the future. Eternal God, we'll live for ten thousand years, and we've just begun, and and a day with the Lord is a thousand years. We 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 think about eternity as all in the future, but understand this with me: eternity goes just as far in the past as it will go in the future, because eternity eternity has no boundaries of time. So the mission of God just didn't begin necessarily with the Great Commission. The mission began with God Himself. And somebody, another ancient question, age-old question is, where did God come from? And I've heard people try to answer that. And my answer is, God didn't come from anywhere. He always has been and He always will be God. And and because He is eternal God, He didn't come from anywhere. He is God. And as long as there has been God, it has been the beat of God's heart to breathe His life into the creation that we call man. I, I preached a funeral this past week, and as I, I preached that funeral, I, I, I spoke about that 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 we are so much so much different from anything else that God created. God created man; he he let man he let Adam name all of the rest of creation, but yet he named Adam. But we find as God created Adam that that God breathed the breath of life. And when I come to this part of the scripture, my mind goes back uh, about now about five years ago, six years ago, when we we took a team to Honduras and and, and we we were doing children's ministry. And Nathan, brother Nathan is there teaching the children in children's ministry in that little village, and and he's using a stick and he's drawing a stick man of Adam in the ground, and he's he's teaching those children how Adam lay there, and you know there's there's chickens and dogs and everything, goats and everything else you know running around there in the dirt out in front of that little home that we were gathered at and, and and then Nathan comes to that part about God laying down over man and he said he put his mouth on the mouth of man and he breathed the breath into and I remember Vicky saying I hope he don't put his mouth on that ground where all those chickens are been but God did put his breath into Adam whether it was a mouth-to-mouth encounter. I, I don't know exactly how that happened, but we do know that God breathed His breath into humanity. Humanity became a living soul. There is no other creature that lives and exists on the face of earth. There is no plant. There is no animal. There is nothing else that has a soul except for humanity, except for man. God breathed. In other words, 
what that means to us is God breathed His breath into us. The man became a living soul. That's, that was the passion. That's been the heartbeat of God since, since anything that we, we, we can't really say the beginning when we're talking about eternal God because there's been, there was no beginning. But for all of God's person, it has been His desire to breathe breath into man. It's been His eternal desire to have a sustaining plan for His church. You see, for God's church is not buildings. He can have a, we, we're blessed with a beautiful building here. And, and there's many other churches that fall in. And there's some churches that struggle to have the, uh, any type of roof at all over their head. But the reality of it is, God's plan for the church is not a plan for a building. It's a plan for, for us, the body of Christ as we are. Listen, God is missions minded and his mission is us. His mission is humanity. His mission is people. And the mission's message is to spread the gospel. If the gospel of Jesus Christ didn't have the ability to save every sinner, then God would not have a passion for His message to be spread. But the gospel of Jesus Christ provides the, the, provides the opportunity to whoever hears the word of God to be saved. That's the importance of carrying the gospel everywhere we go. Another place in Scripture, the Lord instructs that we carry the gospel into Jerusalem, Judea, and to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. It's important that we start spreading the gospel right here in Bluewell, for Bluewell is our Jerusalem, if you would. I was talking with somebody just in recent days and and that somebody came up to me and knowing knowing that I'm a pastor and and what have you and they said man why don't you why don't you start coming over to this gospel meeting we're having we'd love to have you come over we're man we've got a bunch of Christians coming together and, and a bunch of preachers that come together in this meeting once every month and you should come over and be a part of it and and while I deeply appreciated the invitation and the hospitality that was extended to me I I, I, as I walked away from that gentleman, I began to think, you know, you know what, you know, why, why are we, exp- why are we using our breath as Christian people inviting other Christian people to Christian events when that's not what God called us to do at all? He called us to extend and spread the gospel, the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ wherever we go. So the work of missions begins at home. But it also goes around the world. The Great Commission identifies us as the church, part of the body of Christ, as the carrier of the good news. You know, we, it's hard to believe now, but we're, we're now celebrating, well, celebrating is not the right word. I'm not celebrating it. But we're now, we're now looking back and the whole COVID thing began 2023 years ago. Three years ago this month, when it really became critical. 
And, 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 and everybody was working real hard not to spread it. In fact, look at the back of the pew in front of you. Uh, our friend Frankie and his family does custodial here at the church and they wore the varnish off the back of the pews just trying to sanitize them with cleaner. We tried really hard to avoid the spread of anything as people, didn't we? We wore masks. We wore some wore one or two masks. Some took vaccines. Some didn't take vaccines. Some stayed home. Some are still staying home. Uh, you know, but the reality of it is, but we did what we could to avoid the spread. But let me tell you something. To the, to the contrary, when it comes to spreading the gospel, we should be uh, 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 all about infecting somebody with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be about imparting to them the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, because that is the heartbeat of God that no man should perish. So it's It's our responsibility to carry that message everywhere we go from Blue Well to Brazil to to Bangladesh or wherever else you can think of that starts with a B. That is our responsibility. I want to share with you real quickly. I want to share with you real quickly, and I put the emphasis on quickly, three foundational principles to the mission of God. The first principle is, they're extravagant principles, by the way. The first is the extravagance of God's love. I've already, really, I've already described that to you. I've already shared that with you. The extravagance of God's love, we find that all of us, most of us anyway, we at least know a little bit about John three sixteen. You know, the guy that stands in the end zone at the football games holding up uh, John three sixteen. The race car has John three sixteen on it. Uh, the bumper sticker as you drive down the road. But but it's so extravagant. God so loved. It is a love that is infinitely extravagant. It's an everlasting love. Uh, the Bible says, Jeremiah said this, The Lord appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. It's a love that is so extravagant that it's surpassed by knowledge. Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus in chapter 3, and he said, And to know the love of Christ, which patheth knowledge he might that ye might be fulfilled with all the fullness of God understanding God's love passes us by. We can't grasp it. We can't realize it. We don't know it and understand it in its fullness. But absolutely, we should understand it in part. It's a love so so extravagantly indiscriminate that it's given over to the very least. Paul wrote to the Roman church. He said, but God commended his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It doesn't matter what color our skin is. It doesn't matter uh, where we come from. It does. It, 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 listen, it doesn't matter how deep your sin is. I want you to know this. God loves you and he died for you. And that's the message that we're to be taken unto all the world. That doesn't mean that he loves the sin that people are in, but it does mean he loves them and he is paid. He has paid the substitutionary price 
of penalty of death for every single one of us when he was nailed on the cross in order that we could be saved. So yes, God may not love your sin, but he does love you and he's calling you to turn to him for forgiveness. His love is so extravagantly, excuse me, it is so extravagantly indiscriminate and so extravagantly exhaustive that it, he included every man. Because Peter said this, Second Peter chapter 3, God is not willing that any man should perish. And I've already mentioned First Timothy chapter 4 when he said, It's his will that all men be saved. The second thing is the demonstration of God's love. I've already touched on some of that, of course. But the demonstration of of God's love. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, in the early part of what we know as Scripture, God had already prophetically spoke of a Savior. When he says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy heel and thy head and thou... It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Prophetic words of a coming Savior. It's actually considered to be the first pronouncement of the gospel of Jesus Christ in Scripture. The promise is repeated over and over and over throughout the Old Testament. And then, and we find it then in the New Testament as well, as God continues to point and speak of the plan of redemption. In fact, the Word declares this. The Word declares that there is no greater love to be found than the love of God. Our minds can't wrap around it. Our our minds can't understand it. Because the Bible says there's no greater love can any man have than to lay down his life for another. And maybe you've done that. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, maybe you have put yourself in harm, but nobody has actually lost their life or you wouldn't be sitting in this room. At least I don't think so. But no greater love is any man than to lay down his life. That's what Jesus did. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we find that according to the eternal purpose of God, Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again on a third day. The love of God is demonstrated through this compelling message of the gospel. And though you and I may not ever take a bullet, you and I may not ever be put in a gas chamber. You and I may not ever be boiled in oil or buried alive for the sake of the gospel. Yet, you and I can can lay our lives down. We can give ourselves for the love of the gospel and for the love of humanity for all. Of, listen, and everybody, listen, everybody that Jesus laid his life down for was not lovable. In fact, I dare say you were probably one of those people. But he laid his life down in spite of that. And everybody that's out there that, that needs Jesus and everybody that's out there, whether it's in Blue Well or Bangladesh, whether, whether it's, it's in, 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 in Princeton or Puerto Rico, whether, whether it's in, in Taswell or Tasmania, no, no matter where it's at, when we begin to put our own self wills aside and we 
help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world, it is pleasing unto the Lord. And I want to tell you, you may not realize this, you may not understand this, what's going on around Voice of Praise Worship Center, but for it's more than just what's happening with our praise team on Sunday morning. It's more than what's happened in our kids' ministry and VBS and, and on Sunday morning time. It's more than what's happening in youth. It's more than what's happening in anything we're doing. I believe part of the reason that we're seeing God bless us as a church and pour into us as a church is because we are remaining committed and faithful to taking the gospel news of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world, not only from Blue Well, but to the uttermost parts of the world. We are spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because that is happening, the Lord is honoring and He is blessing us as a church at Voice of Praise. So we have the extravagance of God's love, the demonstration of God's love, and then lastly, and I'm finishing up, the commissioning of God's love. I want you to know this. Missions is inclusive. Inclusive. That means it includes everybody. That means that you're a part of them. Of missions, you may not be called. You know, bless her heart. You know, we blessed Whitney. Whitney has has been on, uh, been about missions work now for several years, right here out of our congregation. Rick and Trish were on missions work for several years. You may not ever go and be on an assignment in the field somewhere, but I want you to know, you and I are included in the work of missions. Every believer should be involved in missions. Go indicates that the mission is imperative. Go means it must happen. It was not an option. It must happen. We must go into all the world. Listen to me. I hear so much talk about what is going on in the world around us. I hear so much talk. In fact, we had some discussion in in, in our... um, uh, life group this morning about what's happening in the world that young people don't know the difference between right and wrong they they don't they uh, a lot and, and then listen it's not just young people it's old people alike uh, uh, but but listen to me listen to me if if the church does not rise up and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether it's in, in, in Blue Well or somewhere on the other side of this planet, if the church does not rise up and proclaim the good news, the gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ, and proclaim the salvation that comes through believing faith in Him and His shed blood on a cross, and Him paying the penalty for sin for every single one of us, if we don't share that message with the generation that are coming up behind us no matter how old you are in this room this morning if that generation is lost there is nobody to blame but us for not sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ it's a commissioning of God's love if we don't evangelize our generation our generation is not going to be evangelized at all it's up to you and it's up to me no one's exempt from the responsibility to evangelize the lost. When the Lord said go, that means either we are sent, we go, or we're senders. I think we can narrow it down into that category. We cannot remain uninvolved as believers 
we cannot remain uninvolved in the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ and be satisfied in our own minds that we're walking in obedience to the Lord. You know, we preach, we preach about, uh, we preach about the sins of commission, uh, you know, more so. We, we, you know, we've, we've preached for so many years as holiness people. We, we preached on all the cussing, chewing, drinking, smoking, cheating, lying, fornication, you know, blah, 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 adultery, blah, 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 I mean, you know, and, and we preached on all those things. But you know, there's, there's sins of omission. There's sins of omission. And to know that we have the responsibility of carrying the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ unto all the world, unto all the generations, and failing to do so, we have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. And that makes us happy, doesn't it? To think about that. But again, I thank God. This church alone, this church alone last year, the year, the physical year of 2022. We fell just short of giving $15,000 in missions work for the year. You know why that's good? Why that's good? Because that exceeds 10%. Of our total income as a church. That means, that means you have that heart of God. You have, you have that, that, you have that heart of the first fruits. And, and, and I expect no less to occur this year. In fact, I'm not going to be surprised if it don't even increase just a little bit more. Because I believe that we're a church that has a heart to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you remember in the scripture when the eunuch was riding down the road on a wagon? And he said, I don't even, I, I've never even heard if there be a Holy Ghost. And the man of God provided the message, provided the gospel. And he was filled. You, you see, the responsibility to share the word lies on with you, or lies within and on you and myself. You say, yeah, but you're the preacher. We pay you to do that. Of course you do. And I don't mind that. But you have that same responsibility to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you can do so today on this Mission Sunday. You can do so through your faith giving. Throughout the year. So which one came first? The chicken or the egg? I believe it was the chicken. I believe it was the chicken. You can believe whatever you want to. But which one came first? The mission of God or the church? I believe it was the mission. God had a plan for his church. Before the church ever became manifest. You see, it always existed in the heart of God. The world always existed. Creation always existed. It doesn't, God, it doesn't mean God just got bored one day and said, Hey, let's, let's go create some people. What's people? I, I don't know, but let's create them. No, no, no. It always existed in the heart of God. And it exists for the church to carry the message around the entire globe. So thank you for considering 
what you're going to give today. Thank you for what you're going to consider committing to every single month. Thank you for having the mind of God. Amen. Amen. I don't ask Madison to come back up if she would for the keyboard just just for a minute. You think, well, that that's not a very evangelistic message. But I want to tell you, that's probably as, about as much evangelistic as anything you'd ever hear. Because evangelism is not about making us shout. And, and you know, I was watching Sister Sue over here. She blessed my heart this morning. And I thought, she's going to have to get rid of them high heels if she's going to run like that. You did bless me. You know, it's good to worship. It's good to have our wonderful times in enjoying the presence of the Lord. I, I, I think it's marvelous. We are still Pentecostal, by the way. But you know what? What evangelism means is taking the message of the gospel into the world. That's evangelism. That's evangelism. Thank God for people. Like Chrissa mentioned, they're braver than I am to sell everything they have. But they 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 knew their calling and they believed on their calling. And, and Jeff and Kimberly, I'm sure, have been blessed. But at the t- same time, I'm sure it was hard. I admire some, the people that are on the missions field. Are to me are some of the most admirable people that exist in the ministry kingdom, so to speak. No, we may not go. You may not go. I may not go. We can still support them. And thank you so much for that. But in the name of evangelism, and in the name of the message of Jesus Christ, that Jesus still saves, Jesus still saves, Jesus still saves. I want you to bow your heads with me just for a moment. If you're in this room and you've not been saved, if you if you're if you're listening by by live streaming you've not been saved it's not because Jesus doesn't want you to he's just been waiting on you so if you're in this room today and you're not saved but you would like to be I'm not going to embarrass you I'm not going to drag you out or point you out or force you to come up here I will give you an invitation but I won't force you but if you're in this room this morning and you need to be saved, I just really, real quickly, just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, I know I need to be saved. And I need Jesus in my heart. Is there one person in this room? I take it by the lack of response that everybody in this room is satisfied with your position in Christ Jesus. And I hope and I pray And I rejoice with you that that place is in faith for your salvation. Fathers, we come to you today. I thank you, Lord, for everyone that's been gathered in this room today. I thank you, Lord, for the ministry in song and in worship and praise. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the the smiling faces that have graced this room today. And for those that have joined us online virtually, Lord. 
And today, God, as we come into your presence, I just believe that you're going to bless our missionaries. You're going to bless not only our missionaries, and you're going to bless couples. I, I pray for the Baptist couple that we met just the other day. Lord, that, that's getting ready to go to Greenland, Lord. I don't remember their names, but you know that who that young man was. I pray that you'd bless he and his wife, Lord God. Give them, give them great, great, great results as they go to Greenland to evangelize and spread the gospel and serve in missions. God, I pray that, I pray as, as our hearts are, are, are made, Lord, very humble and, and our Lord and our giving is made even more generous. God, that you will, you will add to the generosity that we have and bless those that are on the field as they use it. And God, we thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us, Lord, through our giving, Lord. And Lord, we don't give with that motive, Lord. We don't give, Lord, for the reason of, of expectation and anticipating something in return. But yet, Lord, we we know that, that Lord, that you, uh, you love the cheerful giver. And Lord, we thank you for your blessings. And Lord, we hope that we can just make you happy. We hope that we can make you smile, Lord, as we give of our substance to those that are carrying the gospel. How beautiful are their feet, Lord, your word declares it as they carry the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Is there anybody today that has a special prayer need that you would like to be anointed and prayed for before we dismiss? Anybody at all? Okay, if not, I'm going to ask Nikki to go to our bulletin real quick. i got one thing that we're going to go off air, so don't leave. Don't leave just yet if you can. I want to share with you. But coming up in the in the, in the course of events, yeah, come on up, Patricia. As Patricia's coming, don't forget about Wednesday nights. Don't forget about March 10th, this coming Friday night in the youth room. We're going to be watching a youth movie. Uh, it's The Chosen. They would love for you to be there. March 12th, next Sunday, spring your clocks forward. And then uh, next Friday, uh, young adults are meeting in the fellowship hall. Kathy, I know, would love to have you there. Uh, March 26th is the next game night. And uh, we had a blast the last time. Come and be a part of that. Uh, we'll receive offering as we leave, but I want you to just hang around. i got one more important announcement. We don't say goodbye to our Facebook audience, so... Uh, guys up there if you all